Hey everyone, welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Luke Pajari. Check out our content at daily49er.com, where you can read campus and Long Beach-related news, sports, arts and life, opinions, as well as multimedia content, including more podcasts, videos, and photo galleries. Thanks to Long Beach Transit for sponsoring this episode of Beach Weekly. It might not be quite your turn to get the COVID-19 vaccine, but it is your turn to help a loved one sign up online. Because you're the tech genius of the family, Long Beach Transit has resources to connect you with a vaccine plan. Visit ridelbt.com vaccine for more. This is your one and only podcast source for all things Long Beach State. Let's go ahead and dive right into this week's news roundup. Stay tuned afterwards for this week's story spotlight where I talked to Daily 49er staff writer Lauren Ramirez about Long Beach City Council recently passing the Health Strategic Plan. Long Beach State Softball hosted Cal Poly for a three-game series this past weekend. Saturday's doubleheader started with a 5-1 win for the Mustangs, but the Beach got back on track for Game 2 with a 9-3 win. On Sunday, the Beach won 4-2. Long Beach State Baseball hosted UC Santa Barbara this weekend for a series of four games. Friday resulted in a 4-3 win for the Dirtbags. Saturday's doubleheader started out with a 6-0 win for the Gauchos, but the Dirtbags fought hard in Game 2 to secure a 5-4 win. On Sunday, the Dirtbags and the Gauchos fought hard and played for 12 innings. Unfortunately, the Gauchos hit a three-run homer to secure an 8-5 win in the 12th inning, ending the series. Cambodia Town Incorporated is preparing for the second virtual Cambodia Town Parade and Culture Festival on April 24th, celebrating a theme of diversity. According to the CTI Board of Directors, a lot of the productions put on this year will focus on minority groups in Cambodia. The festival will be available to watch for free on April 24th on CTI's Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Long Beach State officials are looking to expand the use of HyFlex, an alternative teaching program that blends in-person and live video sessions to enhance students' learning experience for the fall 2021 semester. The new course format looks to accommodate remote students by allowing them to engage with faculty and students who are participating in face-to-face learning. Instructors would be allowed to move around the classroom with a ceiling-mounted camera that follows them based on adjustable settings. So far, Long Beach State has 34 classrooms on campus operating with HyFlex. The liberal arts and psychology buildings can expect 65 additional HyFlex integrated classrooms during the fall. The CSU and UC systems have announced plans to require students, faculty, and staff to be vaccinated in order to return to in-person instruction for the fall 2021 semester. This requirement is dependent on the full approval of the COVID-19 vaccines by the FDA as they only have emergency authorization at this time. Long Beach State President Jane Close Connolly said in an email that all campus goers must possess proof of a COVID-19 vaccination as a condition for participating in on-campus instruction and or co-curricular activities or accessing campus facilities. Departments within the College of the Arts are anticipating more in-person opportunities in the fall 2021 semester. The Bob Cole Conservatory of Music plans on having ensembles rehearse and perform in person while following all safety protocols. These ensembles include choirs, bands, orchestra, and jazz ensembles. The Film and Electronic Arts Department plans to provide in-person filmmaking opportunities. Additionally, students will be able to access department computer labs remotely and on campus. Other departments within the College of the Arts also benefit from increased access to in-person spaces, like the theater department. Currently, classes like costume technical skills and acting are being offered in person, 
but it hasn't been announced yet whether productions will be performed for live audiences. Long Beach Day anticipates that the university will fully return to in-person learning by spring 2022. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Good. How are you, Luke? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Yeah, of course. And thank you for inviting me. It's really cool to be here. Yeah, of course. Definitely. I've never really had a staff writer on, at least to interview for the podcast. What does that look like uh, just before we cover your story? Like, how, how do you work with the 49er? So pretty much I take the 310 class that we have at um, Long Beach State. So what we do is uh, we basically have to write about 10 stories throughout like like the course in order to get a grade for the class. I basically write stories for them. I usually write like news or opinions or like special projects. So we basically turn in our stories to the editors on Kamiak and then from there uh, they do our edits and that's how we get our work published on uh, the 49er. So let's go ahead and talk about the health strategic plan that uh, Long Beach City Council just passed. So what does it look like when you're covering a story like this? Like, what do you have to, who do you have to talk to? Um, what information do you have to grab? Uh, let's kind of take a look at that. The events are like live streamed, so it's not an actual Zoom event. So basically they have a link where you're able to watch the city council meeting. I'm pretty sure like it's also on YouTube sometimes, like on LBTV. So what I do is that I join the link like whenever it's like in pro the meetings in process and sometimes I'll go up to like maybe four to six hours depending on how many items are to cover or how like important the items are. So for this one, like the health strategic plan, um, it's basically also involving like the coronavirus, like they talked about it like around 2018 as well. But for a city council meeting, I kind of have to narrow down which item to actually cover to see, like, which has the most information and which is the most important. But sometimes I'll be there for, like, yeah, a good, like, maybe, like, four hours trying to see, like, what exactly is important to cover. And trying to jot down, like, the, like, timestamps to see, go back to my notes and to see, like, you know, uh, how to quote it and to the structure. And it takes me a little bit. The more I do, like, city council stories, the easier it gets, I feel. Sounds like you're covering a lot of ground. You got to you think about a lot when you're covering such a long event. What are the main areas of interest for increasing health equity in Long Beach? What does this plan uh, hope to achieve? It started in December 2016, the process of updating the five-year strategic plan. So then it expired around the end of 2020, which then it became like a blueprint for them to basically have goals, objectives, and like strategies to prioritize the current and future work of like the health department. And it's actually like a lot of statistics too. They also talked about like how um, there was about more than 120 staff members that participated in these committees uh, that focus on priorities such as like equity and workforce data and also like physical and mental health services. So it's like pretty broad, I feel, but it definitely is prioritizing like Long Beach, uh, the city of Long Beach's condition with like health. And also since like the pandemic has really affected cases they have worked with like other plans like cer like certain organizations if that makes sense 79 based organizations that input with other city plans such as like my brother's keeper and early childhood education strategic plan so i feel like they're really involved with the community and they're like really involved with like city plans overall 
So in terms of those organizations that they're involved with, they're just uh, mainly involved around improving like mental health and then maybe like the Brothers Keeper organization, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that's something to do with targeting uh, specifically like groups that are just like very um, impacted disproportionately uh, compared to other groups in Long Beach. Do you want to like elaborate on just kind of like the biggest areas of interest for increasing health equity? Like how, how is it going to look like with uh, mental health, how's it going to look like with uplifting uh, people who are, you know, marginalized in the city? So I basically, uh, when I researched on my brother's keeper, it was kind of like news to me because, um, you know, I've never, I wasn't as familiar with it. Basically uh, addresses the opportunity of gaps faced by boys and young men of color. So it's basically like calling an action to cities and towns and counties that they build to execute cradle to college and career. It's like, it, they basically have like six milestones to success. And when you read like on the website, it kind of like narrows down exactly like what they're about. How long is this plan going to be implemented? Like what, what's the timeline looking like for um, things to start taking effect and uh, seeing change in the community? So basically for this one, uh, it's supposed to be the plan from 2021 to 2026 in order to renew the five-year plan since previously it ended in 2020. It basically also mentions like in their legislation that uh, funding was required to implement the plan. And they didn't really identify the costs and estimates that they would need to develop part of the implementation. And it's going to take, it's like over time to implement also like city resources and then also have grant fundings with partnerships within the communities. So also, as they mentioned as well, that the recommendation has no staffing impact beyond the normal budgeted scope of duties. And it's consistent with um, existing city council priorities as well when they were talking about like the plan. So something else that was uh, discussed in the city council meeting was the tree replacement program. What's that all about? Uh, how does that look like um, in terms of the goals they're trying to set, the actions being taken? Yeah, that was actually um, pretty interesting to me because I didn't I because I don't live in Long Beach. So I didn't know that um, people were able to request like a fruit tree or like a tree in their parkway if they're in prioritized neighborhoods. But the only thing is that some residents were concerned that the time it took for the city, like public works to get back to them. So that's what they were discussing, trying to find ways to be as like in a more timely manner for residents since they feel that it was taking too long for them to get like their trees or also they kind of they also mentioned like the canopy tree. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, the, this type of program even existed in the city either. It, how does that work? Do you, you just request a tree to be planted from uh, public works if you live in a certain neighborhood? Uh, yeah. So basically what you do is that you go on the public works website and then they have like a whole, like a bunch of resources and everything. They narrow it down as well, saying that it, since due to many applications that it will take a while for them to get back to you. So, and you also have to see like, if you're a part of the prioritized neighborhoods, if not, then you don't qualify pretty much. It's like a whole map that they have on their website. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Lauren. I uh, really appreciate you coming down to talk to me and uh, share all the details about uh, the progress being made in Long Beach. So thank you again for that. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me. It's really of cool. course. Yeah. Have a great day. Here's a new tab to open up next to your 8 a.m. Zoom lecture. RideLBT.com slash vaccine. Discover resources you can use to help a not-so-tech-savvy loved one sign up for the COVID-19 vaccine when it's their turn. It's another way Long Beach Transit is moving you through. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beach Weekly. 
This is your host, Luke Pajari, signing off. Take care, guys.